Welcome to the What's Your Drive podcast, where we talk all things Hirschbach and the trucking industry. Join us each week as we talk about news, safety, industry topics, tips and tricks, and more. And now your host, Bianca Sanchez. Hello, and welcome back to the What's Your Drive podcast. I am joined today by Lindy Curry. She is the Senior Director of OTR Operations here at Hirschbach. And I am very excited for this episode today because we're going to talk about what that freight takes. You know, So what does it take to get it from the sales call all the way until you get paid for it? So Lindy, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've been here at Hirschbach. You've had a few different roles, but you've you know exactly what it takes to do from start to finish on a load. And so that's why I was so excited to ask you to be on this podcast with us today. But to, before we get jump into that, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Lindy Curry and, um, I've been with Hirschbach. I'm now on my ninth year and, uh, it's been a great nine years. I'm very, um, very happy to be part of the team here at Hirschbach. Uh, but uh, my family and I, we were we moved over to Dubuque, Iowa, about two years ago. Um, that's when I was put in my current position um, as a senior director of OTR Ops. And uh, you know, looking back, I don't regret um, the move at all. In fact, I I'm happy we did. You know, we did move over here to Dubuque. Um, but in my pastime, or what do I like to do? Uh, I have a two year old son. Shoot, now three year old son. Um, <laughs> just turned three. Uh, so that's really where I spend my time when I'm not here at work. So, And he really is the cutest little guy. Oh, my gosh. He's getting so big. <laughs> we think too. so, but we might be a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And within Hirschbach, I know you said you've been here for nine years and you've had a couple different roles. So tell us, you know, about your experience in operations. Uh, when I started, I actually started to be a recruiter. Um, I did recruiting for about a year, and then I saw some of the background with the operations folks, and I, you know, at that time, I said, that's what I want to do. Uh, so it, when I moved into the operations uh, world, I um, started, I was going to become a broker here at Hirschbach, and um, I don't know if I made it a day in the broker world, but by the time my first day um, in operations was, was done, uh, when you decided to put me into a planning role, so I learned, you know, from the customer service and the planning, uh, putting the pieces together. Um, and then from the planning position, I went into what we called at the time an area manager role. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I really learned a lot more about our network. And, you know, if we talk about sales, I did several sales calls. In fact, I have a few customers that I consider my own uh, here at Hirschbach that uh, I'm still with and working with today. Um, and then after the area manager role, uh, when I was in Sioux City, that's when I'm in my current position now um, in the in the operations field. So I always love hearing all the different roles that so many people have held here and how they've just kind of moved through the company. And I think it's fantastic to hear from someone who has such a perspective. They can they can they've seen so much. They understand you know what it takes to make this happen. So I appreciate that. And, you know, I think that's one thing that I enjoy most, Bianca, about about Hirschbach is, you know, yeah, I'm in the customer world, but 
there isn't a day go by that I don't talk to a driver mm-hmm. that I don't, uh, you know, get a phone call saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm here. I need help with this or, um, and that's what I like. Nothing is the same. There's always a different, uh, a different, not want to call it a problem, but a different situation that you can be working on. And it's so rewarding to be able to help somebody. That's, I think, what I love the most. Um, so if it's not a customer or a driver, and truly that's what uh, what makes the days go by and um, what we enjoy to do. Yes, indeed. It's very true. We never I, we never do the same thing every day. <laughs> that's for sure. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and so freight is obviously what, what makes us turn, you know, we, if we, without freight, you know, we're not in business and, uh, we, we're not going to have drivers. We're not going to have customers and no employees. So that being said, you know, where does it start? Where does the freight story start for every load? It usually is in sales, making those connections with the customers. Can you tell us a little bit about how, how that process happens when it takes to even just get a customer and book a load with them? Well, I think there's two two answers to that question. You know, we have our existing customers, right? Mm-hmm. And our existing customers, um, First Stock has been doing business with for whatever the time period may be. And when when the existing customer is already there, it's a uh, it's a phone call um, telling them where your capacity's at, and you know, really understanding the customer that you're calling to make sure you understand their cycle. You know, when is it that they're they're harvesting or when is it that their days are at peak, that their production will be moving. So, you know, if we have a truck, you know, we want to match up on the days that we know they're going to be shipping. Um, so, you know, that's the start of it is having the customers, which her stock, you know, obviously has, mm-hmm. um, and then making the phone call, letting that customer know when you have capacity um, and, you know, lining things up and pre-booking, you know, we always want to pre-book. So in that conversation, you're maybe calling about a today truck or, you know, needs of a today load. And you're at that time, you're talking to the customer. Hey, by the way, I put trucks out here every Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, you know, we'd like to put something on the books for next week if you have it. And it's really, you know, see, with with the customers and it's all about the relationship. Um, if you have a good relationship with the customer, they're, that's their one, the call that they're going to make if they have a load or they're in a bind and need help, they're going to call you, that person that they have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've seen, in several cases, especially now with um, the recent, you know, pandemic and, you know, freight not being as, as high as we'd like it to be. Um, we've seen several cases where, you know, it felt good to get the phone call. And that's when we know that we have relationships with some of these customers and they truly do care about the relationship that we have. Um, so to get the freight, that's what it is. It's, it's a relationship. And then having that existing customer. Mm-hmm. When we are you know, out to get new customers, that's a little different process um, versus prospecting, right? Um, mm-hmm. Finding companies that are out there that learn about what are they doing or if you're driving down the road and you see a big factory and you see trailers out there, get online, figure out what it is that they they do. What are they manufacturing or calling or, and then, you know, getting with the sales team and putting, putting uh, you know, whether it be something in the mail to them to get an appointment or a phone call into them asking, you know, we'd love to get in and talk with you. We'd like to be face-to-face and tell you about Herstock and what, what our services include. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's the start of a sales call. And then it, it, it's all about, so wow, what do you do to impress them? What does Herstock have um, that, that they need? And what do we do better than any other person out there 
Um, you know, that starts at the sales, the sales call. And then, you know, from there, you've got to get a list of their lanes and confirm, you know, all the, can they load an army for trailer? What is the, you know, the shipping schedule of whatever it is they're manufacturing mm-hmm. and then decide if it's a good fit, um, rate the business, which is, which is a process. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, if all those things match up, it's an onboarding call where you get the operations team involved. They're in the customer's operations team involved and you have mm-hmm. them connect. That way we know who we're dealing with and, you know, people know if there's an issue, who to call and billing knows, you know, the, how their billing process or expectations work. Mm-hmm. Um, the OS and D process, the, you know, there's, there's several different check, you know, boxes that we have to check off before we ever call the first load. Um, but that's what's done on the onboarding call. And there's, a, there's, a, it's best if you have a successful onboarding call, everything works better when that onboarding call, all the boxes get checked. Yeah. Um, but sometimes in, in our business, it doesn't always work out that way. And the need is now, whether we've had a call or not, they need us now. So we'll pull through and we'll make it happen. Um, but then after that onboarding call, we, you know, solicit, we call them and we do everything that we can to get their freight on the book so we can start the relationship. And our goal is that, okay, they told us to give us 10 loads a week. We want to impress them. We want to knock this out of the park. So we can go back to them and say, Hey, we did everything we said and done some, we want 40 loads a week. Mm -hmm. And that would be our ultimate goal. Now, who uh, who develop or who maintains that relationship with the customer? You know, once we've gone through the onboarding process and we've started to haul their freight, uh, is that the customer service team that is maintaining that relationship and you know being the people to call on? Well, we count on everybody. Okay, so mm-hmm. from the guy that went out to the first sales call and they started the conversation to you know, the operations team that had the onboarding call to the driver that took the load to who's at the ship for now. I mean, it's everybody that maintains that relationship. Mm-hmm. If we, you know, if the sales guy drops off and there isn't anything, no relationship there, then we lose anything that might, you know, maybe be a possibility or an opportunity if that sales guy steps out. Plus the sales guy sold them. So right. they feel that they owe it to them to follow through on everything. So they stay connected. The operations team is definitely connected with the customer service team because that's their job. You know, it's our job to service our customers. And then, you know, the drivers, they're, they're out there working um, and representing Kirschbach. And we got to make sure that our drivers, which they do, but they're, they're performing in the way that we sold to the customer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, professional and being, being helpful and all that. So it's kind of everybody. Fantastic. That so- maintains the relationship with them. So how does that, after we've done the onboarding and um, we, we know what, what lanes we're going to haul for them and, and how much per week, uh, how does how does the freight then get booked? Does that go through our planning team? Nope. The customer service team is still, we call them freight coordinators. So we have freight coordinators in each part of the country and their job is to make sure freight is in the system. And they're the ones that are talking to the customers on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, digging up any other uh, opportunities the customer customer may have that we didn't know about. Um, so the customer service team will call them up, get the load, whether it be a manual entry in the computer or if, they're, if they have EDI capabilities, 
and that customer would tender it over electronically, and then the, the PSR would accept it through you know our computer system, and then it's in the planning screen from there. So then it shows up for the planners to put it on a truck. And then I know this is from the social media side. Uh, one of the things I, I see regularly is, you know, oh, I want my plan load. I need my pre-plan load. Break down what the planners do for us because I know they've got a tough job and they are always working hard to make sure that they're keeping everybody satisfied. Yeah, they really do have a tough job. And um, from, you know, a planner seat, and I've been a planner myself, in fact, it's my favorite one of my favorite positions here at Hirschbach was planning, um, but the planners have to put the puzzle together. And, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into our day-to-day. Uh, you know, you have drivers, right? Every driver, they have their own world. They have their own life and their, per- you know, personal stuff going on. They have the load. They have trucks. They have trailers. All those pieces on there, whether they're breakdown issues maybe or um, the chipper's way behind. So, you know, you can start your day and think you have your day all set up from a planning perspective and literally one thing could not go according to plan and your entire day is now going to have to be completely pulled apart and set back up because, you know, the one piece that fell apart that didn't come through like you thought it was going to, you know, you, it's now going to be a domino effect and you got to pull it, you know, put out, put everything back on the table and start redesigning your, your puzzle for the day. Mm. Um, so the planners really are at, you know, on the edge of the seat all day long because um, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you, you can start out overbooked and got to figure out how to pick things up, put things down. Um, you can start out, you know, three of your trucks that were in your area could be held up at receivers. Mm-hmm. And so then they, you know, don't know until the last minute that those trucks aren't going to get empty. And then they got to figure out who's going to pick up that load that we booked for that truck who's now being held up at Walmart. Um, or there's, you know, several different things that a planner could be thrown uh, hourly and they got to roll with it. Mm-hmm. So they... So the planners... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Keep going. The, the planners, you know, of the last couple of months with the pandemic and everything probably the most frustrating time for a planner. I think there isn't a planner that I know of that wouldn't rather be 20 loads over book <laughs> than, um, you know, five yeah. loads under book. It Absolutely. is the worst thing from a planner perspective to be under book. And it, it literally is, that's a bad day at Hirschback uh, when you're under book and you can't appease everybody. So that's probably been tough for the planners lately or, you know, in the last two months. Yeah. And now it's picking back up, which is fantastic. Yeah, it is completely opposite of what we experienced two or three weeks ago. So. <laughs> That's great. So once we've we've moved into the planning phase, and then uh, where do we go from there with our freight? Okay. So the planner has a truck planned on the load. Then the driver manager uh, then comes into play and makes sure that the load that the planner put on the driver is one that a the driver wants and the driver can service, mm-hmm. and the driver manager in most cases will talk to the to the driver. Or if it's the driver, each driver manager and driver have their own process, right? Mm-hmm. But the DM is basically signing off that yes, my driver can handle this load, they can service the load, um, and they commit the driver to the load, and then the planner it falls off the planning screen. So. 
from a planner seat, they're kind of, once they had it locked down and it's dispatched, the planners lose sight of the load. Okay, so then the driver manager then sees it, and the CSR does not, and the CSR will continue to see the load until it's delivered and emptied out. So at that time, after it's left the planning screen, two people are watching it. It's the driver manager and the CSR. That will be tracking the load through delivery. And then, so now it's, you know, on the driver, CSR, the DM are watching it. Driver says, yes, this is a great load. I'm going to go run it. And, uh, and then shows up at their spot to deliver. So what happens after that? Um, uh, hopefully everything comes off the trailer. We get signed <laughs> DOL yep. uh, from the receiver. And then the driver then scans in his paperwork or mobile app, uh, the sign bills in. Um, to the payroll group and they, you know, confirm that everything's clean and we get it out from, from what I understand now that our process is literally the minute that we get those um, signed DOLs, it's not long before we've actually had to build out to the customer um, to pay the freight bill. Very nice. So we, it moves then to the payroll department and the billing department. So payroll sees it and then the billing department sees it. Yes, That is a, that's a, we can actually do from a planning, from my position, I can actually, once it's scanned in, I can go in from, you know, my, you know, I don't directly do anything with billing or uh, payroll, but I can go in and see the bills once the driver scans them in. So it's really, it's really nice that it's in a shared system, right? Where everybody can go in and see uh, different things on a bill of lady. Cause oftentimes in operations, we get questions a week, two weeks after a load is delivered. Hey, can we get proof of delivery on this? Or, hey, did we really have signed signed a signature from the receiver at this stop? It's easy that we can just go in and we can look at it, um, you know, if we have a minute to do so. Um, so it's a really nice system that we have. Absolutely. I, I love hearing this breakdown. I know working here for as long as I have, I've not spent a lot of time in operations and I know the overview of it. I kind of know the general pieces of who's doing what, but it's great to hear a more in-depth kind of a breakdown of all of the the processes um, that go into making the freight happen. And that's a that's a lot of every little piece matters, you know, to making keeping it sat, the customer satisfied and having the drivers running. It's it's very intense process. Yeah. It's like a machine, right? And it's all these parts. And if it's one part bad, nothing's good. Like if the machine doesn't work. And, you know, I've heard Dan refer to that several times. And we all got to be in sync. And we all got to make sure we're doing what we've been put here to do. And, um, it's you know, some days work really well. And then there's other days that are challenges. But the good thing is we always come through. And, uh, you know, we, we make things happen. Absolutely. So from the the operations side and the planning side. Um, what is something that you, you maybe wish that other people understood about the process and everything that goes into it? It sounds so easy, right? And I think drivers would agree with me too. It yeah. sounds so easy to go from point A to point B. Um, sometimes people that don't live and breathe it every minute, they don't understand everything that's in between. And, you got to rely on a lot of different people to make sure that that, that stuff in between 
it's taken care of and it's, you know, everything is in proper working condition. And, um, you know, the trucks are good. The driver has, you know, his, his, his vision is clear on the mission, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's communication from the DM and the, the load information, um, in our system to the driver is accurate. And, you know, there's a lot of hands that go into make all this happen. And you have to rely on your people to make sure they're doing their part right. And sometimes, you know, like everything, something goes wrong and it's, uh, it's frustrating. Um, that's probably one thing that I wish, and, and for the most part, a lot of people do sometimes understand, but it's not as easy as it looks. And hats off to everybody that can make it happen. Um, definitely, uh, that's why I love what I do. It's a challenge. It really is. Absolutely. So, from from your perspective, are there any tips that you would offer to drivers um, to help them, you know, be successful with um, the way that they're planning their loads or um, I should say trip planning, getting ready to trip plan? And also, you know, any tips for being successful with their relationships with customers when they're arriving for their deliveries? You know, one thing from a trip planning perspective, I think the best, the professionals are the drivers when it comes to trip planning. Uh, one thing that I've learned um, through my years here at Hershbach is if there is time on something, if there is time on what, you know, a load that you have, always take the time once you get to where you need to go. Um, I spoke with a newer driver a couple of weeks ago and um, was talking with them on, you know, we were delayed and he's like, you know, there was a lot of time on the load. And I'm like, that's one thing that we got to remember is, we can't control again between A and B. There's some things outside of our control. And mm-hmm. if we take the downtime at the end of the run, we're better off because then when you're at the end of the run, maybe you can be picked up. So you do a relay or maybe we have a situation that a truck broke down and we're going to have you put down your load and go grab the, the guy who broke down his load to get you more utilization. Um, if there is a little extra time on the load that you're on. Uh, so my advice there would be, if there's time to take it at the end where where you're supposed to be um, and not at the front end because, it's, again, you can't control the variables in between mm-hmm. in some cases. That's great advice. Um, and what was the other question, Bianca? Well, just in general, being successful in your relationships with customers as you're as you're showing up because, they, you know, oh, they're, yeah. they're the face of Hirschback when they arrive with the delivery. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess one thing and this isn't just for driving or for drivers, it's for everybody is you don't know what, what the person that you're talking to, what their day has been like or the shoes that they walk in. Um, and if maybe they're seemed bitter, maybe they seem to be a little rough or grouchy or what have you, you know, kill them with kindness. Um, I've had several receivers and shippers email or, or, you know, when I talk to them on the phone, tell me how awesome our drivers are and, mm-hmm. um, or our CSR even, they, they enjoy working with them. So just like everything else, I would say deal with kindness and um, we don't know what's going on the other side of the check-in window or what's happening um, at the dock. And I know sometimes it's really hard, um, you know, in, in my case too, it's really hard to do that in intense times, but um you know, it, it, it does go a long ways. And I think, uh, you know, we do a good job for the most part, um, but sometimes it is challenging, but I, that would be my advice. Fantastic. That's all great advice. So we have a, an open floor here. I always give an open floor at the end of the, of the podcast. Is there anything that you would like to 
add, chime in on, thoughts on freight, anything you'd like to discuss? Yeah. I guess one thing on the, the shipper and the receiver side, um, when you're there, when the drivers are there at those locations and there's a person that's willing to talk to you and, you know, small talk, what have you, figure out what else they do. Where else do they go? Maybe, maybe they could have a huge need for us. Uh, sometimes I think that we miss out on opportunities when we deliver into a receiver. Mm-hmm. Chances are they load out. And um, the best people to get that information are the boots on the ground. Uh, so the drivers that are there can be the active sales guy for Hirschbach and get that information to, you know, the person that you speak with on a daily basis or call it into our sales group, um, we want that information. And who knows when you're talking to that person, you could land the next, cu- the next biggest customer at Hirschbach. Um, so I, that would be something that I think could be very beneficial to all of us um, to, to ask questions when you're there, if they're willing to talk to you. Absolutely. That is a great point. And the only other thing I would say is we have a lot of new drivers and we have, um, a lot of 10-year drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that the good driver, you know, all the drivers, but do make relationships with other first stock drivers and uh, help one another out. I know what's happening. I see it all the time on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. I love going in there at nighttime and reading some of the chats <laughs> back and forth, yeah. um, helping the newer drivers out. So I would say keep that up. It's, it's really good to read. Refreshing. It is. And I, I think it's fantastic when everybody can see that we all have those days. We all struggle. We all have moments where we want to just kind of hit our head against the wall. Um, but to see others, you know, propping them up and saying, Hey man, don't worry. It's, it's, it's just another day. It's going to get better or, you know, giving them good advice. I just, I love it. I'm, I'm right there with you. And that's how so many people here at Hirschbeck are. Uh, I tell people all the time, like, if you're just frustrated and not sure who to talk to, you know, my, my phone is open. You can pretty much talk to anybody here at Hirschback and we're going to try to find a way to help you out and get you where you need to go. Right. And we understand things happen and we understand that, you know, sometimes things get missed, what have you. I, please call, let's talk, let's figure it out. There wasn't anything that was ever intentional. Um, and if, if we, we did something wrong, we're going to make it right. And that's what I love talking to some uh, veteran drivers here at Hirschbach is they know that and they've been around and they, they will, I'm pretty sure they, all of them that I know will say, mm-hmm. you know, Hirschbach will make it right. And that's how, you know, Hirschbach is to all of us in the office as well. Um, Hirschbach is a great company. Um, and, and so please, if you get frustrated out there and you feel like something's not right, say something, let us fix it. Um, and we want to fix it. We want you here. Uh, we want to, you know, be part of the Hirschbach family. And um, without you, we, I don't have a job. So, yeah, absolutely. You're talking to air. <laughs> well, Linda, <laughs> anything else that you would like to add? I'm sure I'm forgetting lots of stuff, Bianca, but um, I'm always here, guys, if you, if you need me for something. Um, I know sometimes my phone, I don't get to, but it could be the voicemail. Um, I can help you out or I can make sure I get you to the right person that has the answer. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. I think that this is all fantastic information to know. And I know you are super busy and I'm really grateful that we were able to sit down and chat for a few minutes. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm sure uh, there's a lot of stuff I missed, but that's the, that's the gist of it. And again, that's another, this is another process that sounds so easy, but there's uh, lots of stuff in between, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, Hey, we can always have a part two. 
You're welcome back on anytime. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the What's Your Drive podcast. We'd sure appreciate it if you subscribe or share the podcast with a friend. Leave us a review. And if you'd like to see more, stop by our website at whatsyourdrive-podcast.com. While you're there, leave us some feedback on the show and share your future topic ideas. Roll safe, everyone.